I am the single mom of purpose, and this podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Gales Ministries. I am back to continue the discussion on discipleship, and I will be sharing again out of the book titled New Christian's Handbook, Everything Believers Need to Know by Max Anders, and we are in chapter 7. The title of chapter 7 is Who is the Holy Spirit? The chapter at a glance, the Holy Spirit is a real person. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Now, if you've been listening, a couple chapters previous, I shared on the Trinity and what it involves. So it's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, the Holy Spirit is not religious, fever, or a religious... I'm sorry, let me start over. The Holy Spirit is not a religious fervor or a righteous attitude. Okay. He is God. He usually stays in the background of our spiritual life holding things together, but he is no less necessary than gravity to the earth. Without both, everything would go falling apart. Okay. Discovering Pluto is a lot like learning about the Holy Spirit see him but we know of his presence because of the influence he exerts he didn't walk the earth as jesus of nazareth did he is not the main focus of those of all faiths who believe in a god indeed many who believe in god do not believe in the holy spirit the only way we conclude that there is a holy spirit is through the teachings of scripture and through our experience Holy Spirit's influence is evident. We cannot see him, but we know of his presence because of the influence he exerts. Who is the Holy Spirit? To some, he is not a person, but an impersonal force like school spirit. To others, he is a mystery. Someone or something unknown and perhaps to be feared. However, if we hold to the teachings of the Bible, the mystery is cleared up greatly and we see three major truths emerging. The Holy Spirit is a real person. My brother and his wife had two children early in their marriage, a boy and a girl. A few le- if I could read what I'm looking at. Okay. A few years later, on the birth of his third child, my brother said I wanted three children, one of each, a he, a she, and it. He said it purely for amusement, and we all got a good laugh out of it. All of his children, grown now, think it is funny. Just as my brother wanted a he, a she, and an it, many people see God as a he, the father, another he, the son, and an it, the Holy Spirit. I suspect the issue goes back to the King James translation of the Bible. God is a masculine word in the original language of the Bible. Jesus is a masculine word too. But spirit is a neuter word. N-E-U-T-E-R. A concept rather foreign to English. The word is literally breath or wind. Though it was also translated spirit or ghost in A.D. 1611 when the King James Bible was translated. 
As a result, the King James Version refers to the Holy Spirit as it. This plus general theological uncertainty about the Holy Spirit has caused some to be confused as to whether he is a real person. He is, of course, in many of the most recent translations of the Bible referred to him as he rather than it, helping to dispel the impression created by the original King James translation. There are a number of reasons why we believe in the personality of the Holy Spirit. First, the Holy Spirit has the characteristics of a person. He has intellect, 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11, emotions, or emotion, Ephesians 4, 30, will, 1 Corinthians 12, 11. In addition, he does things that only a person would do. Number one, he teaches us, 1 Corinthians 2, 13, Number two, prays for us, Romans 8, 26. Number three, performs miracles, Acts 8, 29. Number four, helps us, John 14, 26. And number five, guides us, John 16, 13. Repeatedly, Jesus used the masculine pronoun he when he referred to the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 7 through 15. Today, today, those who do not believe the Holy Spirit as a person usually believe that he is merely a force emanating from God the Father. This position can only be held by ignoring or tampering with some verses in the Bible. A high view of all of Scripture will lead a person to the conclusion that the Holy Spirit is a person. Moving on to the Holy Spirit is God. Not only is the Holy Spirit a person, he is also God. In Acts 5.3, Peter asked two people caught in a sin why they lied to the Holy Spirit. Then in verse 4, he said, You have not lied to men, but to God. Peter equated lying to the Holy Spirit with lying to God. In addition, the Holy Spirit has characteristics that only God has. He is eternal, Hebrews 9:14, all-knowing, 1 Corinthians 2, 10-11, everywhere simultaneously, Psalms 139:7. Also, he did things that only God could do. He helped create the world, Genesis 1-2, miraculously con- conceived Jesus, Luke 1:35 imparts spiritual life, John 3, 8, gives life to our resurrected bodies, 8, I'm sorry, Romans 8, 11. Finally, the New Testament treats him on an equal plane with God the Father and God the Son. The Spirit is mentioned in the Great Commission, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's in Matthew 28:19. The Spirit is mentioned in Paul's benediction to the Corinthians. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. 2 Corinthians 13:14. The complete evidence from Scripture leaves little doubt that the Holy Spirit is a divine person. Okay, moving on to the Holy Spirit is a third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is God, and he is therefore the third person of the Trinity. 
His role within the Trinity is not as clearly defined or understood as the Father and the Son. The role of the Father is to initiate relationships and plans and to provide for and protect his own. The role of the Son is to respond, to trust, and to obey. The role of the Holy Spirit appears to be a supporting role to the excuse me, supporting roles to the work of the Father and the Son. John 15, 26 says, When the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, he will testify of me. The phrase from the Father has caused a good bit of trouble for some people. In the early days of the church, some people believed that it implied that the Holy Spirit was not God. However, this conclusion is not warranted and in fact flies in the face of the others of the other passages that indicate his deity. It is true that there is a subordination of role and relationship of the Holy Spirit to the Father, just as there is a subordination of role and relationship of the Son to the Father. But it does not imply a lack of equality with the Son and the Father, nor does it imply that the Holy Spirit was a created being rather than an an eternal being with the Father and Son. The ancient church councils of Constantino High and Chastelon clarified the deity and equality of the Spirit with the Father and Son, and that doctrine has been safe among Bible-believing Christians ever since. If these three things are true, then it is good news indeed. It means the Holy Spirit is a real person who cares about me, he has the power to help me, and it is the Holy Spirit's role in the Trinity to help me. Okay, so we're moving into the conclusion and think about it. Now, if you've been listening, they all at the end of the chapter, they all, always give you something to think about. So let's do that first, and then we'll go into the conclusion. So if you don't believe what the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit, you may get a twisted notion of who the Holy Spirit is, believing that he is not a real person and not God. If you don't believe what the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit, you may get confused about the trustworthiness of the Bible because the Bible treats him as a person and as God. If you don't believe what the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit, you may lose the ability to trust in him for your daily life because you don't realize he is there to help you. If you don't believe what the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit, you may lose the peace that comes from believing that he is there, he can help, and he wants to help. Okay, now the conclusion. When I was growing up, I had two brothers, one two years older than I and one four years older. Growing up, they were always bigger than I was and knew more than I did. So I concluded that I was short and stupid. I was neither, but no one told me that. We lived in a very small town, and one day when I was about six years old and my brothers were eight and ten, the new grocery store owner asked me what my name was. Just call me Shorty, I said in dead earnestness. As it turned out, all three of us are now either a little over or a little under six feet tall, and each of us possesses advanced knowledge in a specialized area. 
It was a revelation to me when I finally realized that I was not short or stupid. There is much more equality among us now that we have grown up than there was when we were still immature. A similar point is true with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If we have an immature understanding of them, we might conclude that God the Father is the biggest and best. Jesus is second and the Holy Spirit brings up the rear. A more mature understanding, however, leads us to a different conclusion. They are equal in personhood, though different in the roles they play. I like that. As James Packer wrote, these three persons are the one God to whom Christians commit themselves. Okay, it has the questions at the end as well. So it says, let me ask you, there's three questions. Number one, before you read this chapter, what was your understanding of who the Holy Spirit is? Number two, did your understanding change any? If so, how? Number three, what seems like the most important thing to you concerning the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person? The scripture to memorize is John 14, 16, and ending with the prayer. Dear Lord, Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to give me new life and to be my comforter and guide. Help me to grow in my understanding of who he is and in my ability to draw on his strength to live my life. Amen. Okay, so I have, this is the first one that the chapter that you're hearing of, chapter 7, which again, it is titled, Who is the Holy Spirit? I'm going to suggest that you will go back and listen to, let's see what chapter it was, chapter, was it? chapter two, what is the Trinity? So you can just go to the homepage of my podcast and look for what is the Trinity, Okay, so you can get a complete understanding of what that is and who it is. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said what, but what it means. Okay, and then I will be coming back to continue. We're going to be going into chapter 8. The title of chapter 8 is What Does the Holy Spirit Do? So that'll be the next podcast episode that will be going live, hopefully tomorrow. Um, I want to thank you guys again for listening. Okay, if this is your first time listening, this is going to be a series on discipleship um, for followers of Christ, believers of Christ, a disciple of Christ. Um, we should know what it is to, we should know everything there is to know about the God that we serve. Okay, so we should know who he is son is who the holy spirit is and not only that how we should be as his children how we are supposed to live as his children okay so there's a lot that goes into being a child of god there is a lot that goes into the discipleship so this is my um passion to um do my part because when I became a new believer, I didn't know everything. Um, yes, I read my Bible, um, but you know, sometimes you're going to want to go 
and get more knowledge, more understanding. So that's when you go and get books, other books besides the Bible to get more clear understanding because depending on the translation, um, King James Version, (laughs) not my favorite, but you know, it's there. New King James Version, there's so many versions out there. But you know, when you get um, the opportunity to go outside the Bible and get um, more Christian content, um, then that is um, a good thing. Um, there are um, other disciples out there, there are other followers of Christ out there who want to do their part and share what they have learned. So, um, you know, it's a good way to know more and so you can be better at in your walk with God, um, whatever that journey is that He has you on. Um, so, again, Thank you for listening. Um, you can go back and listen to previous podcasts as well. I do other um, teachings from other books. Um, before I've done T.D. Jakes' um, his book on crushing. Um, what other books have I done? Uh, right at the top of my head, I can't think. But again, the podcasts are there. Go ahead and listen to those um, if you like. Share with others. Let people know about this. Everything that I share on my podcast is going to be Christian content, okay? Because that's who I am. Um, you'll never come on here and hear anything outside of being a Christian. Um, so that's just a little about me. And um, this is my passion. Um, you can find me. I also write blogs. I um, haven't wrote anything recently, but I've been writing a blog from of 2016 uh, so you can go visit my website um, tamaramccarthyenterprises.com uh, I have started a new website kingdomgillsministries.com as well no um, content is on there yet but I look to start something really soon I'm always looking for uh, Christian bloggers who want to share okay so you can reach out to me um, on either one of my websites, uh, go to the con- contact us section, send me an email, okay? Um, I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Kingdom Gales Ministries. If anyone is interested, go ahead and join. Uh, you can find me also on Twitter, Kingdom Gales Ministries. Um, Instagram, Kingdom Gales Ministries. Um, I believe that's it. So I want to thank you again for listening. Again, be back on to give another um chapter for you guys and i hope you guys are enjoying this um if there's anything that you guys want me to talk about you can always go ahead on the podcast and send me messages as well um i believe there's a section in there to respond to me um and just let me know how you've been enjoying this and if there's any topics you want me to talk about share on i'm always uh, willing to do that okay so again thank you talking to you guys shortly and you guys have a good evening.